Look at that lion king in All right, all right, all right. What should I do? Oh, he's unpredictable. <laughs> That's what we need. We need some unpredictable. Welcome to the You Are Here podcast. Oh. This is episode 53 of the podcast. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, www.youareherepodcast.co. You cannot afford the, the M. M. We couldn't. We couldn't. I'm sorry, you couldn't. Maybe you guys can't either because we don't, you know, have money. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, if you're listening to this right now, you came into this and you're unsure what's going on, we're just going to be here. We're talking. This is the You Are Here podcast. We're here. We're present. And if you get something from this, I appreciate that. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, and we're here with Katie Barbary. Two bars, two E's. Two we're bars, here with David Valino for episode 53. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, doing well. Doing well. Okay, okay, okay. It's been a day. Yeah. It's, it's been, been a day. day. We spent the day together day. so far. Um, grateful minute, though. Mm. Doing a grateful minute. This is the other... We're doing this from now on. I've, yeah. said, I've said that. Yes, yes. Um, one thing I'm grateful for right now is my new puppy. Ooh, which who's in the room? I say we should introduce for sure. You want to bring him in? Okay. New podcast mascot. Okay. This is this is if you if you're watching, you better watch right now. If you're watching, this is Teddy. This, is, this Teddy. is the cutest puppy in the world. This is little Teddy Valino, and uh, he makes me so fucking happy. And his little nose, I want to just bite off of oh, his face. Don't do that. And I love him. And he looks like he hates oh, me right no. now, but I love Can him. He gets a little puppy noises. Little know. puppy no- <laughs> He can't even make a noise. He couldn't even make a noise. <laughs> how would, you, how would you describe him? Toasted people, coconut. Toasted coconuts. Toasted coconut. That's a Samoa right there. That's a Girl Scout <laughs> cookie. Okay. Samoa. He's getting a little crazy. He wants mom. All right, hold on. He wants mom to give him back. So I'm grateful oh. for little Teddy. He's brought us a lot of joy. I'm grateful that he's here. I love that little well. fuzzball wow. of, of just heart and just, just play. Pure. He bounces Pure around and he falls on his face like all the time. He's so cute, dude. I met him and I blacked out for 20 minutes. <laughs> Had no idea what time it was, what my name was, where I was. You just blinked and blacked you were like, out. I blacked out. I'm like what? She goes, I think I blacked I out. I cried. I blacked out. I looked at Adam and said, Please, can we get one? Please. Oh. One day you guys are getting one. But that's my grateful minute, little Teddy. Oh. You got one, Katie. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> I am grateful for knowing all of you. Mm in my life right now yeah, and being right here right now at this specific time thank right. you wow where else would you want to be right? yeah right where else could you be for sure you're here you are you here, are here. <sighs> it's crazy how every time we like once i press play mm-hmm. all like the things i've been thinking about just go out the window they vanish right and i'm like i'm good you're here i'm just here I'm yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it comes when it comes It'll, all the problems will come back in maybe two hours <laughs> but for now i'm good yes you know and i'm gonna say i'm grateful for i'm grateful for this is gonna sound weird i'm grateful for the opposition in life Ooh. challenges things i gotta get past yeah you know mm-hmm. today i didn't have the greatest day uh, a lot of work problems uh we also physically i'm in pain because <laughs> yesterday we played dave invited me Young boy. I'm a young man still, all right? I'm 23. He invites me for some football, all right? I get there. It's like 10 in the morning, right? Yeah. We get there. I'm stretching out. It's cold, but it's a nice day. And I'm kind of hyped. Problem is, I haven't played football 15 years, okay? So I don't know what I'm doing. I'm kind of nervous. But, you know, we, we get into the swing. Of things. Wait, things, wait, wait. What? Were you nervous? I was a little nervous. 
even though even though it's literally all just like you know washed out like 28 year olds yeah. and 30 year olds <laughs> still i'm like dude i want to show up because i'm competitive dude yeah like no, i want to show up same, and i want to go same. dude and i come from like soccer goalkeeper i dove for every single ball you did dude i ran as fast as i, yeah. I can't move it hurts <laughs> right now it hurts to sit my rib hurts every rib in my body hurts every if you poke my arm it's in pain <laughs> but i had a good time you hustled I pre- dude yeah. i was impressed you really you, hustled. i was impressed too of you to be honest i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out to papa here okay all right papa did okay. well hey, papa hey, did good hey but, but, but talks a lot of shit but okay but how, how papa so? did good what did i do he backed it up what did i do i mean you know just sometimes you're I can't say anything because this time you backed it up. Because Adam's here. I just want I just want I just want you to know I wasn't gonna say anything. I just want to hear I just want to hear out loud wait, wait, how I did. I don't know. Seven touchdowns? Six? Oh. Seven? I I lost count. Uh, I think four. I lo- oh, here we go. <laughs> One handed grabs. He put up Katie, I'm sorry. But No, I love it. I had to. I need to teach the boy where he stands in the football hierarchy. Get that alpha, alpha. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun, man. Yes. Isn't that fun to put a ball in your hands and just like run around like with your friends? Yeah. Like, there's nothing like. There's it. a difference between like going to the gym and working out. Huge. Like, difference. I feel like you, like if you're living, you you got to do something yeah, physically totally. to really keep yourself in there. There's, I feel like it helps mentally. It helps it helps with everything. Totally. You know what I mean, it keeps me sane. Totally. And the difference between doing that and like just going to the gym is yeah. like huge. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Because. I don't know. When you're just running on a treadmill over and over. Mm. Oh, I'm just looking at Teddy. I'm sorry. Is the cutest dog. When you're running on a treadmill, you're just, I don't know. You can kind of get in your head a lot. Yes. When I'm alone, I'm in my head. Yes. That's why like when I'm when I'm running, I play some loud, loud like trap just yes. like, and I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm in and I, and I literally run out the door when I'm done. But uh, yeah, just going out there on the field like with a bunch of people, just, I don't know, it's fun. Yeah. So thanks for inviting me. Of course. I'm, I'm glad I didn't it. flake on that. My I was close. After all. You were close to flaking? I was going to close I, the I felt it, dude. You were like, I was how, like <laughs> he texted me, how competitive are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's like Adam every time you guys go to play basketball. Uh, I'm like, oh, what? Oh. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Let's air some dirty laundry out. Let's air some some Adam's I'm dirty laundry I'm the best at airing dirty laundry, oh, let me shit. tell you. Here it comes. Here we go. I think Teddy's looking to poop in your studio, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it's all right. Oh, but it's a little tiny cute He's just poops. sniffing, though. Maybe That's he's just cool. curious. Just take your dog and let him poop in my place. <laughs> he's under the tripod. Hopefully it's not all carpet, so. But he's just so fucking cute, man. I, I, I catch him, like, sleeping on I her know. head, dude, in the middle of the night. <gasps> really? Just sleeping on her head. And I'm, I look, I'm like, dude... And he sighs and he wakes up, he looks at me, he's like, I love you, dad. And just like falls back asleep. I'm like, dude. If you guys can't tell already, this is a laid back podcast. <laughs> we're just hanging out. We're, we're sore as fuck. Yeah, yeah, we're hurting. Dude, my thumb is jacked up. Yeah. It's hurting bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I don't think I broke anything. I think it just, it like bent so yeah. far back. I just felt went too a little pops. too hard. Yeah, it hurt bad. But um, I just love, I need to get that. I think it's like an animal in me. Like it needs to come out somewhere yes. and I'm glad like I have friends and like a ball yeah. to do it with, mm. you know, it's a different feeling. Like. And I feel like a kid, there's a part of me that's like still childlike and I get to run around and like, I don't yes. know. It's just, it, I scream a lot. Like yeah. it's like being on a playground again for me. I don't know. I love that. You're shit. young again. <laughs> I don't have that. I wish I no, had I was, I was, gonna, I was about you. to ask you. Do you feel like in no. any part of your life you're able to be physical and compete and like, 
express no. your, your, your but not even that it's like do you even it's i feel like it's just like something else as well you know what i mean like a hobby crochet that's, club oh yeah, i like, have hobbies out there that's what i'm saying i feel like that feels the same like fire. what's the, what's the thing you're, you're going in for for class i'm taking a hand lettering class so that's so one that you can do you know make your own cards or yeah. make banners um but i also do embroidery and like a oh, little yeah. bit of knitting there we go. Um, I also like to color a lot. Do you mm. really? I love to color. I bought markers at Dwayne Reed wow. three days ago and I, to de-stress myself. And I came home and I couldn't find the coloring book and it stressed me out more. <laughs> Still don't know where that coloring book is. We lost it. But anyway, yeah, I think it's really important to have hobbies. But mm. I also think it's really important to have physical activity. And I have not found that for myself. Mm. I can't mm. go to the gym. My germophobia, A, will not allow oh. me to touch anything. You see some people in there. Oh, And they're like, mm, and yeah. then they just rub it on and everything. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm, mm, mm. yep. The worst is when I'm, when I'm running on a treadmill and I, I don't know why I'm just very, I guess, you know, nosy, uh, but I just mm-hmm. look at every single person in front of me. Do you? And like, mm-hmm. when I see someone leave without like cleaning off, I'm like, that's disgusting. That's me. Like sometimes. No, it's not. Yeah. Dang. I'm like, I got to get out of the gym and like people. No, are, you're not, dude. No, sir. Sometimes you do that. No, I sir. Run. Sometimes I, I like, I hop off and I'm like, <laughs> you look around. I look around. I'm you like, pretend. coast clear. I'm, like, I'm out of here. I'm fucking <laughs> out of here. Don't do that. Yeah. I have to bring Someone's antibacterial get, like, wipes to disease. each station and wipe it. I have no fucking disease. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> what the hell, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. That's terrible. Mm-mm. Just a little sweat. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Katie Barbary in the Katie house. Two bars too easy. Katie Barbary is here. Two bars too easy. Right now. How you feel, KB? I feel good. I love the you you uh, today was a day I didn't expect to go how it went, but I'm so glad it did. You know what I mean? Like some days you wake up and you're like, I know how today's gonna go. Yeah. And I just can't wait to experience it all. I I, I woke up early, went got to the city, we did it, we did our collective and I wasn't like prepared to work. And so I think I, I like, I like beat myself up a bit because I wasn't like prepared for the first time ever, like ever, dude. I'm always, I always have something to work on. And when I don't, I feel like shit. So I like leaving there, I felt like shit a bit, but I was with my friends and then, uh, I just complaining, yeah, like letting out all that negative emotion and just venting. Yeah. And then we got food and I was Changed like, oh, I was everything. hungry, huh? Simple thing. I was hungry. Didn't eat for like 12 hours. I'm starving. <laughs> Ate with my friends, had a good conversation, felt better. We, we we met the puppy, right? Took you guys over the house. And I'm like, oh, my day's been pretty dope, actually. Started off shit and just mm-hmm. turned around. Yeah, that's been my day. But it's also a lesson in knowing exactly why you were feeling so bad when yeah, you went into yeah, the yeah. day. And just allocating that to like why do i feel that way mm-hmm. it's because i quantify my worth with my work there's, and you gotta work to not do that yes totally right because what happens if you don't get to be an actor god no. forbid and right. it's not gonna happen but what what if it did yeah what is the rest of your life you know defined by yeah you're not defined by what you do your career is yeah yeah, yeah. you were defined by what you do in the world yes Yes. And that can be right now. Yes. In this moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I work on that every day because I, you know, uh, I feel that way all the time. Yeah. It's like I'm not worthy because I don't have A, B, and C, you know, and that's a lie. It's not the truth. Do you feel like I, I, there was, I, I'm pretty superstitious 
And I, I sometimes, when I was growing up, especially, I was like really? really superstitious. And if there was a negative thought I would have, I would believe like it would happen to me. So like if if I said oh. to myself like, uh, and just just a negative thought, like if something came into my mind, like oh, you know, mom's gonna die one day, and I'd be like, nope, no way, uh, uh-uh, nope. And I would like turn off that. I wouldn't even finish the thought in my mind because I was afraid to even explore what life would be yeah. like on the other side of it if, it, if it and when it becomes a reality, right? And so I would just shut it off. And that's not exploration. That's that's just denial. So it was a lot of like denial, denial, denial. But it's what's cool now as an adult is like you can say like, what if you don't act? I'm like, oh, I really give a fuck about acting. That's what I want to do career-wise with my life. But like if I don't, I can at least explore the possibility of like, Who's the man on the other side of no acting? Because mm. it's what I want to do, yeah. but I can still do other things. Like it doesn't define me. Acting doesn't define me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm still a human being with or without it. I still get to make choices with or without it. So it's a beautiful thing. It brings me so much joy. Um, it, it is a passion of mine. It, I do connect a lot of my purpose to it sometimes too much. And, you know, like today I got upset because I wasn't prepared. And I was like, you're a piece of shit. What's wrong with you? But I made the choice. But I could have walked out of there and been like, well, I didn't prepare. And that's okay. So there is a way of doing this thing in a healthy way, doing anything in a healthy way. But I think what you're trying to say is like the the important thing is to walk away and say, okay, you felt bad. Let's explore why. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's with everything. Because then you can prevent that feeling in the future. Yes. 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 And you can move those thoughts to a positive place. Mm-hmm each time yeah and i'm not i'm not the best at that but i just know that it would be good if we could do that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah just the practice of like trying to do it yeah mm-hmm. when it comes up like you feel like shit okay why and then dice and like uh decomposing that into specific why is why did this make you feel that okay there's some factors here that's so hard man it's it's yeah it's like a practice. I, I actually caught myself today trying to do that because i don't know i just i guess it's just like i get into weird spells of like, I don't even know why. Uh-huh. Like, I try to figure out why it's happening. Yeah. But I just, like, get in these weird, like, depressive, I don't know, kind of emotions. And then, like, I just try to think about it. I'm like, I don't, I just feel like crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. But I don't know, like, what's the route from there? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out right now. Yeah. It's like, where do I go from that? I got If you. I don't know what's going on. Yep. I think it's really important to have a process. Yeah. Whether that process is The Artist's Way, which is a book uh, largely based on the 12 steps. Um and it is a way of opening your creative channels, but it goes back through your childhood and your pains and different things that you've been through. And you you have to do morning pages where you wake up yes. every morning and you write three pages of stream of consciousness thought. Mm. And I did that and I ended up writing two children's books in the span of the weeks and weeks and months and months uh. that I was doing it. And it just came out of me. And so many um, things I had no idea I was feeling came out in those pages because as I'm writing, like I, as soon as you open your eyes, yeah. you pick up the pen. And if I'm thinking duck, chicken, <laughs> my hair is greasy, um, I'm hungry. Like you have to write whatever you're thinking. So it, it can be nonsensical. Yeah. But then the more you do that, <laughs> your brain somehow relaxes into yes. not judging what you're writing yes. yeah. and the deepest, darkest um, and lightest, not just darkest, um, <laughs> thoughts and feelings come out that you, I, ne- I never knew I had. So mm-hmm. that was one process that I used before I met Adam 
No, I, met, I was with him at the time. It doesn't matter. But it was nice to have wake up and have a workbook, yes. right? And whether it's going to therapy and then working through a process with your therapist or whether it is taking a new class or trying a new thing <coughs> um, or just simply journaling. But having a process and something that you follow gives you a structure that that way your emotions can be freer because you're not spending all that time struggling with figuring out what to do yeah. because you have a guide. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that to be really important totally. for me, especially. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Have you done something recently that's like, or in the past couple of years, it's like been a staple to a thing you do every day? Is there anything you do every day? Every day. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's weird to think about. Yeah. Do you have one? Do you eat a certain way every day? Do you brush your teeth a certain way? Do you pray? Do you put your shoes on the time a certain way? Is there is there something you th- maybe don't think of, but you do every day, ritualistically? I don't <laughs> I feel like I don't. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Do you think it would help if I did? I don't know. Maybe don't establish know. She's saying something? structure, yeah, like yeah, having, yeah. A, having a way of maybe doing it. Maybe I should do that. Definitely when I wake up, it's always like, Sleep in, I pass my alarm, uh-huh. and then I that's a, take that's, a shower, then I brush my teeth. Maybe if I set something up, uh-huh. it'd be good. Uh-huh. You know what I need? I need more sleep. Yeah, sleep is essential to life. <laughs> yeah. Sleep and water, baby. You can't do nothing. I don't know, food. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't fall asleep. Last night, bro, I was like, I, I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. She fell asleep. I, I'm, I'm just like staring at the television. Like, am I even watching this? I'm just yeah. up. Dude, I stayed up. I'm having crazy. Stayed up like, till two a.m. just watching Kill Bill. Yeah. What am I doing here? Y'all gotta turn the, get y'all gotta turn the screens off. I know. I, I know, know. I know. The screens Huge. inhibit your sleep, which we all know, right? Uh, and I'm tired at like eight thirty, and I'm ready to pass yeah. out. And then I stay up, and then I'm up till one o'clock in the morning. It's the yeah. light. Oh, I can't do it. It inhibits you being be able change. to go into REM sleep. Yeah. But then when you don't have that phone, you start to begin to realize yeah. how incredibly much uh, addicted to it you are. Yes. Mm. And the the needs that you have. Yes, yes. With the phone. Yes. But I was going to tell you something else. Yes. There's another program that we uh, touched on at the retreat that we went to, huh. um, which is the Future Authoring Program. Mm-hmm. So it is, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did this little um, two-hour lecture. We listened to this two-hour lecture uh-huh. on AIM. And how you have to have a specific aim and then you have to break down the exact steps on how to get there. Because if you don't and you're mm-hmm. aimless, you won't know what to do or what to go forward with. And you will have negative emotions because of that. Mm. But once you put the guideposts in place and start achieving them, you start having positive emotions. But yeah. it's only if you have a very specific aim. And he has this program where you... You write all about your past and it has all the questions and all the workbooks and all that stuff, all the past, all the future and all the present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because I kind of want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you delve into where have you been? Where do you want to go? And how you got to where you are right now. And I think that deeper understanding of yourself yes. helps you go forward and knowing what to do yeah. next I, I, and why I, you feel the way you feel. I couldn't agree more. Right. I think it's only when you're aware of. Like you don't stumble into anything. Like it's so yeah. rare you just stumble into a, a, oh, life is great now. It's like mm. you've done something, you're aware of your missteps, you've learned, Dude. and then you do something different. That's like, oh, that's actually where it pertains to with the Kobe passing. Oh, mm. man. Like I remember one of the biggest things like I got from him and like a lot of things he talked about was his whole journey and like the highs and lows, whatever they are, it's part of it. You know what I mean? 
and how important that is to like realize to grow yeah. past everything yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you can achieve 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 yeah but you can still die at any moment yeah and the life he is known because of his achievements right yeah. but his achievements do not equate his life yep. and the impact that he had by being the person he is mm. not just the basketball player he was right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think i was talking to adam about this before a lot uh but i, I think that had something to do with like i had no drive to do anything today either I know I'm bringing it back, but like, yeah, no. I think it was a part of it. Yeah, I think so too. I was think fucked up down yesterday was pretty, pretty deeply in a weird way. It was big, man. Um, it was tragic. Yeah, it Rest just, peace, I man. think I, I was, th- I was talking to Lena a lot about it and I was like, why? Like when it, ha- when I saw what happened, I was like floored, dude. Yeah. And like, you know, celebrities die all the time. Uh, you know, athletes die. Yeah. But there was something about Kobe that was so, like it, it moved me like deeply in a, in a really, a harsh way and i was just like why am i why am i floored by this yeah like a terrible accident like it's it happens it's crazy as fuck but like i don't know it's just i didn't expect to be so like uh hurt by it because i was yeah. ne- I, I was never like the biggest kobe fan i was never like he's my favorite player of all yeah. time but like i didn't realize when i look back now i did a lot of exploring like the past 24 hours and i was like just trying to figure out why it's like making me weird. Yeah. I feel like there's a cloud following me around. Yeah, me too. Ever since the, ever since I got the news. And I'm like, I think it's because, and I've been thinking about it a lot and talking a lot about it. And I think it's because he's been such a staple of life being lived in my lifetime. And and uh, all I've known is like basketball growing up was Kobe Bryant's basketball. Mm. And I love basketball. Therefore, I love Kobe Bryant. And he's been there since I walking into the, I can't remember a time where I didn't know Kobe Bryant in life. Yep. So it's like my whole lifetime. Right. right. So, so, so I just, I never computed a life without, it's weird, but like, I never thought of, yep. this is the thing I want to, I want to talk about a bit because it's a weird sensation that we all kind of feel. And a lot of people have been feeling this way since Kobe died. It's affected a lot of people. And I'm like, it's one of these weird things I want to put in like a, a test tube and, and like explore. Like why yeah. why are we being affected? You're affected by what Adam's going through. Yeah. And Lena's been affected by what I'm going through. And you're affected for your own reasons. Yeah. And like we've all been kind of touched in one weird way or another by this person we don't know. Yeah. But we know him intimately at the same time. Some of us feel like we know him intimately because he's given us, I think, time. He's, he's given us like these pockets of yep. preserved time in our life. I, I remember uh, my prom weekend is, 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 is the time where he lost uh, to the Celtics in, in, yeah. the, in the 2008 uh, finals. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's, there, there's so many little markers in my life where like Kobe would pop up and like we'd tell jokes about you shoot the, 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 the yep. paper into the garbage can. You're like Kobe <laughs> and all this shit. And like growing up, it, you know, my best, my best friend when I was young was this, um, this guy, his name was Hamill. He was, we were young, so he's a kid. Um, but he was—he lived on my block, and uh, he's from an Indian family. And and when they moved in, I like just wanted to—I was outside every day. I had this like outdoor basketball hoop. I just wanted to play basketball. That's all I wanted to do was play basketball. Yeah. And this kid Hamill would come over, and you know we became friends. And every day I would drag him out of the house and be like, "Can you know, like let's play basketball? <laughs> yeah. Let's play." And every day he'd come out, like almost every day he'd be outside with me yeah. until the, the, it was dark outside. But his favorite player was Kobe Bryant. Mm. And so I thought about him 
after uh, Kobe passed. And it was weird. It was like this morning or last night, late, late, late last night. Yeah. I was thinking about him specifically because he used to have the jersey. And he would tell me he had his hair cut like Kobe Damn. and all this shit. And so he was like a time capsule for that period of my life too. Yeah. And so I reached out to him and I was just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know. I was thinking about you because of what happened with Kobe. And I know, I don't know if you remember, but like, yeah. That was a beautiful part of our lives. Yeah, we man. shared a lot of time together in those driveways, like shooting the basketball and you yelling Kobe yeah. and and me being like anybody but Kobe and, you know, like for real. And it, I don't know, reaching out to him was cool because he hit me back he and, and, yeah. and we, we talked. Like he sent me a really beautiful message and um, I haven't seen him in years. But like, I think what I'm trying to say is I didn't know, I had zero, literally zero clue. I wasn't putting eyes on what Kobe what kind of weight Kobe had in my life, yeah. period. And I couldn't imagine a life without him, and now he's gone. Yeah. With his sure. daughter, which is Ugh. the worst part. I, I was gonna and say, all the people that mm. died in the helicopter. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably one of the biggest reasons, I think, is just that thought of what he, like, his journey of, like, you know, with his wife and his daughter and supporting his daughter with everything. Mm -hmm. And her, like, she was amazing. She was incredible. Incredible. Yep. You know, she was going to be, you know, something like that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And the people in the crash were also people, like, women's NBA isn't, like, a very, you know, people that, like, support it like crazy. But, like, he was a big, like, you know, supporter of that. Yeah. Yeah. And all those people on that plane were people supporting their kids to play women's sports. Yes. And pushing them, you know, further. Yep. Trying to further the sports, which I, I don't know, it's just a huge fucking tragic Shame. it's tragic it's insane it's tragic and it's 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 you couldn't think of a worse thing to happen like yeah. it's it's so absurd yeah you know one moment you're alive and you're good and you have your family and everything's fine and then like it just puts things into perspective yeah man mm -hmm. i i liken that to when we lost philip seymour hoffman right mm. and i think from listening to you guys we make such personal attachments to how someone lives their life. Like he was such a motivating yeah. um, person and he was such a, a hard worker and we, we strive to have those qualities he has. Mm -hmm. And so it connects to us in that way. Yes. And mm -hmm. then the little pieces of your life are going along with his pieces of his career. Mm -hmm. And so you're connecting the dots and it creates this familial sense of knowing someone. Yes. And when, Oof. With F Philip Seymour Hoffman, he gave so much of himself, which I feel like Kobe did too oh, on God, the court yes. and everything yeah, from yeah. what I've heard. I mean, I don't, I'm not a basketball, I didn't grow up with basketball, but through what I've had Adam t tell me and, and understand, like when someone gives so much of themselves, people respond to that mm -hmm. and feel like they know them in a deeper sense. So mm. it can feel like you've lost someone yeah. that you know. Absolutely. And that is grief, however great or, or small. That That's a great, like Adam grieved yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was just there to support him. And when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, we both grieved mm. at the loss of someone so talented and mm. so strong. And you don't think that they're going to, to die you like you don't think, think about death like yeah, that yeah and it's funny because i i have no fear of death yeah i <sighs> just am just free i'm afraid of everything on the yeah. planet <laughs> i'm afraid of how i could die 
But death, baby, oh no, I am not <laughs> scared. I just, I know where I'm going and I, I got it and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. But my first thought was, Adam and I had been with some friends of mine and we were at brunch and, you know, just eating and talking and having such a calm afternoon. And then we get this news. And after Adam and I left, I thought, who's going to be having brunch when that day comes for us? Right. <laughs> and and <laughs> Tori told me not to say that because she was like, I'm trying to eat breakfast. That's a, that's a bit much for, yeah. but that was my first thought because yeah. we all have to prepare ourselves that that's, going to happen to each and every one of us that's why we have a collective experience as human beings because grief and loss will come for every person Mm -hmm. you know so getting your heart right with what that means is so important because when the day comes Uh, we'll be ready for it like adam could pass away i could pass away i mean one day we will whether we're old middle-aged or now my mother will pass our parents will pass like so you have to acquaint yourself with what that means for you mm-hmm. so that when that happens, you can be supportive of the people around you and keep your head up. Yep. And I have the story I just now remembered. And I, story I'm i so glad I have this story mm-hmm. because I feel like I had an experience with this man and now he can have an experience with anybody who listens to this. And I'm so glad in this moment I remembered this. So my dishwasher broke at my apartment. And I had someone come to fix it. And the guy was so calm and so sweet. And when I have people come to work on my apartment, sometimes you never know what you're going to get, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Pandora's box of what's going to come in the door. <laughs> and I'm always like, so here's all the problems and here's the things. And I'm like, I'm a lot. And I'm like, do you want some water? And they're like, no, we can't have take anything from you. And then, so anyway, um, he was working on it so diligently. And Adam and I were broken up at the time. So I was a raw nerve and I was very emotional. And somehow, I can't remember exactly how, we started having a deep conversation. Oh, wow. About loss. That's, oh. Because I said, he's like, how are you? I was like, I'm good. And then as it went on, he was like, are you okay? Because I started crying while he was there. Um, and I was like, I'm okay. My, my boyfriend just broke up with me and I'm just going through a hard time. And so we talked about loss. And uh, I came to find out that he lost his daughter to leukemia. And he was talking about it and he was being so positive. Yeah. And there was no hint of sadness or melancholy or anger at all. And I asked him, I said, how can you be so calm, so calm about this? So, and he said, because I know where she is and I'd much rather have her where she is than on earth. Mm. And oh, I thought that wow. is a man who understands how to deal with loss. And I think it's something so important for us to acquaint ourselves with because if we don't, we're not prepared for it. Yeah, I have such a, I have such a hard time with that. Like, um, I agree, totally. Mm. But how do you? How does one prepare? That's well. I mean, everybody prepares in their own way. Like, yeah. I have my faith, yeah. and I believe that way. And then other people have, like my friend Christine, who is my best friend in the. Uh, in the entire world, does not believe in God, yeah. has a very hard relationship with spirituality. And she has an app called <laughs> Death App, and it texts her once a day and says, dude, one day you're <sighs> going to die. One day you will be in the soil. Um, don't forget, you're going to die. <laughs> oh and so it God. acquaints her and reminds her to be present in her life. Yeah. And that also 
one day we won't be here. And it makes her feel a little less afraid of yeah. it. Yeah. And so everyone does it in their own way. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important that you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. I know for me, when I die, I'm going to be with Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to be in heaven. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to see my Aunt Eva. I'm going to see all the people I love. Yeah. And that's what I believe in. Other people um, might think I'm silly for that. And that's totally fine. Yeah, like, you don't yeah. have to believe what I believe. Yeah. But that's it's what. It's important that you believe that. And that's why I'm so not scared important. of death. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know where I'm going. It's just like having a process yeah. to figuring out why you feel the way you feel. Yeah. yeah. There are these mechanisms and things in place that are here for you to support you and build a foundation for that so that when things come up there are other people who need you mm-hmm. when your mom dies lena's gonna need you mm-hmm. when my when adam's mom dies adam's gonna need me mm-hmm. you know and vice versa and i think it's really important to keep yourself on a level plane with that because there is no getting out of that mm-hmm. that's the only thing certain in life is death and taxes yeah <laughs> and it's tax season you know what i mean so i'm no. stressed i got a, I got a <laughs> reminder I, no, I want to talk about something i've been i've been into jimmy stewart I, I think I've been talking about this last yeah. couple of podcasts. Reading up on him, I was listening to an audio book uh, on him. Uh, I'm still reading that bio that you gave me, so thank you. Shout out Adam Louder. Big shout out. You good? <laughs> you falling asleep over there? You guys all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Lena. Every time I'm in the room with her, I know. <laughs> I get her so <laughs> emotional. But. So he, the last, like one of the last chapters of the book, they talk about, you know, he, he passes away, um, in 97, I believe. Um, and he made the choice to not have his pacemaker, uh, uh, revamped, like, uh, set again, like hmm. the battery is going to die. He said, let it, um, because his wife had died. So he's like, you know, I went, yeah. he said, went, and he was very, fa- he was a very faithful man. He believed in God very deeply. And he said, you know, when I feel like when my life's purpose is served, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight God for when He wants to take me. So that was His belief, and He mm-hmm. yeah. chose that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, He the question the the person writing the bio asked Jimmy, you know, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. And this is what he said. Is it cool if I read this real yes, quick? Yes, for sure. Please. He said, "I hope people will say things like." I remember when there was this film and Jimmy Stewart was dancing with some girl and the floor opened up and under was a swimming pool and they fell in. It doesn't matter if they can't remember the name of the film, just that it made them happy for a couple of minutes and they always remembered it. Um, It's a wonderful thing to be able to give people little pieces of time that they can remember. I want people to say, yeah, Jimmy Stewart, he gave us little pieces of time. And... um, that's what I wrote in my hand. That's uh, that's something I would like to do. Yeah, I'd like to be remembered for the way he put it, giving people little pieces of time, and it doesn't matter what they remember those things for. They just just that they they you gave them that. There's so many ways to do that. You gave me that today. Sitting Oof. at that dinner. Yeah, yeah. We, we gave each other that for sure. We had a moment. Totally, totally. And um, those little pieces of time, like, I don't know, the way he words that. And that's what he hoped to be remembered for. That's all. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, and that question's huge, man. What do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. What do you, when, it's, when, when your time's almost up like, and, you, and you are gone, let's say. Yeah. What do, you, what do you want people to remember you for? It doesn't matter to you like at all. Because some people would say, I don't give a fuck. 
some people say, I only care what my family thinks and that's it. And that's beautiful. Like, I, I don't know. But the question itself, like, what do you want to be remembered for? I don't know. Because the only thing after, you know, after someone's gone, when you really like, you know, think about it, it's surreal to think that all you have is memories or, you know, those little pieces that they give you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I like the way Vance put it, that everything is story. And yeah. she walked us through like, yeah. remember that? We got to talk about that too. This whole fucking one year reunion deal. But mm-hmm. um, which what she said on that podcast was like, someone told her this theory of everything being story. And then that once you die, like everything is story. You're, yeah. People tell stories about you and what carries on is the stories that you made. Mm-hmm. People make movies about stories. Yeah. About yeah. People. I mean, this is it, everything is kind of story. Um, but yeah. I know. I think I know what I would want to be remembered for. You do. I want to be remembered as um, someone who, if you were in the, in my presence Uh that you felt at home and comfortable and like you had a safe space to be yourself. Yeah. I I really want that. Like every time I meet a person, I I usually always end up getting in really deep conversations because surface level stuff doesn't really do it for me. Like I don't, I I just want to know the person almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be someone who is like, when I was around her, I felt comfortable. Yes. And I felt myself. Yes. Because I feel like we are moving so far far away from that. And that's why this podcast is so awesome, because you guys are providing that kind of space for that. Um, Do you hear this beautiful yeah, saying? Yes, I'm hearing it right now. Yeah, I'm like, like, oh, it's distracting me. It's beautiful. Is that some, is there like rehearsal studios here? Yeah, I think like she's music, in the hallway. It's like musical studio. Yeah, why are you in the hallway singing? She is, right? Maybe. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Bring her on the pod. It's not bad. I need to bring her on the pod. Yo. <laughs> Should I just go out there know. and be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Recording, girl. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, that is funny, actually. That's, that's kind of timely. When did, you, when did you start? When Like, how old were you when you started wearing makeup? When was it? When did it become like, hmm. when did it become like part of your life? When did it become the norm? Or were you weirded out the first time? Or were you excited because it was something new? I was very excited. Um, I think I was 13. You were 13. Um, But I did pageants at a young age. I want to talk about that. Which is, oh, Pretty feet. Oh, pretty feet. Pretty (laughs) Pretty feet. Pretty feet. Pretty feet. feet. Um, You were trained at this. This was like part of your life. It took me a long, long time to uh, get that off of my personality. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It took me a long, long time, which is why now it's so important for me to sometimes unabashedly and sometimes a little too much be myself. Gotcha. Because for so long I was put into this box of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what wins and what doesn't win, what is pretty, what is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it hindered me in, in a lot of ways because you're getting a trophy for being something that is not holistically you and it's only the best parts of you which yeah. i feel like really equates to instagram now that i'm thinking about it for people who use it in a certain way and use facetune and completely change how they look in real life what is and, facetune oh my god you don't know about facetune no what is facetune it's actually horrific what facetune yeah. is it's a way to completely alter every aspect of your fo- photo much like photoshop but for instagram Whoa. and like I've just seen a lot of uh, like different YouTubers and things like that who mm. you see the actual raw image, yeah, 
and then the Facetune image that they uploaded, Whoa. and it looks like a different person, right? Yeah. So pageantry is a little bit antiquated. Um, people are still doing it, but I feel like uh, that's interesting, though, how you talk about it. it I feel like it really is kind of like pageantry in a way that I know. Oh, I noticed this with one of the there's like this um, band that I like, and the lead singer is like she's like a guitarist and everything, and. Um, like I noticed that on her, I was looking through her Instagram. I was just looking at like how many likes she got on her like pictures, and most of them are bands and stuff. And once she put up just herself and kind of like a promiscuous thing, dude, it's like fifty times the like. It's like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think that's about it, it's what like, sells. That's, that's what sells it, which is yeah. like so mm-hmm. just like disgusting. It's, it's just guys, another you know form I mean? of like, pageantry. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. When you post a, this is interesting. When you because you're off it now. Yes, thank I want to talk about this more. Bless America. But like when so when you see someone post a photo, or so I've I've had fr- old friends who have been like, I know it's silly, but it makes me happy when like I post something that I feel good, I look good in. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I I I look good, so I post it, and then the response that I get, which is the likes and the comments, it's dopamine. It's dopamine. Straight up dopamine. I know it's stupid, but it makes me feel good, and mm-hmm. it is like drugs, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's very drug. When you dissect it, it is kind of drug like. You're you're yeah. putting up a picture that you think you look good in the hopes that other people will think you're beautiful in too. And only then do you feel worth it for like a few hours. Yeah, it's an unfillable well. Right. That is always hungry right. and always needs more. Right, right, right. So right, right. I find it to be so detrimental to yes. your soul and yes. your personhood completely. Because at the end of the day, it's it's... It's an idea. It's not. It's not real. That's not real. No. Now I loved what you did when you did the midnight talking sessions, yeah, which yeah, kind yeah. of um, was a prelude to the podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I loved that. And I, yeah. I do think it can be an instrumental tool, mm. but I think that it can also. I mean, like anything, mm-hmm. Instagram isn't inherently evil, but it can be used in that way. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. YouTube isn't inherently evil, but if you fall into a hole and five hours later you've blacked out and don't know where your life is, yes. then that tool is being used improperly. Yes, right? Yes. Absolutely. It's me every night. I'm feeling another bro. <laughs> we need to chat, my friend. Yeah. I am D. Yeah. I am. I'm out here watching like art painting restoration. Yeah, yeah dude, you watch three hours. You watch long. some really great shit. Though. Oh. You watch some really great shit. Yeah, though. I mean that's you're learning a lot about art if restoration. If you're learning, like that's helpful. Like YouTube helped me learn how to curl my hair yeah, this way, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like like that really matters. But um, <laughs> you know, art restoration is incredible. And if but that's it, something you're interested in. It is like pageantry. It is like makeup. It mm-hmm. is it is all it all kind of lines up with like the out the yeah. what it's what, a what is outside of you determines the worth of your life mm-hmm. it, and it's like that uh that black mirror did you ever see black mirror um which episode the one where people give you likes in person oh, yeah. like if no, you have I a good interaction know. with a barista oh yes i did like, i did five hearts yes. and then she started doing it's like currency, little things it's right cur- it's it is Sorry, currency it's currency <laughs> <laughs> you got passionate baby yeah, yeah, i, got I think uh, china's doing something like that oh man like for real the coronavirus like an and fucking oh, likes dude. in real life. Another, yeah. There we go. See? Hey, someone stop that. Whatever that is. <laughs> Please. You it. ain't chopping. You ain't stopping nothing. In Everybody's yeah, day dude. is coming, Dave. I know. dude. If it's the coronavirus, <laughs> I'm saying on this podcast, if I die from this coronavirus, dude, <laughs> I'm not happy no. where I'm at, wherever it is. Mm-mm. I'm not going to be happy. Teddy. Teddy's asleep Yo, over there. Alicia. Yeah, Alicia's getting it. Chill, mm-hmm. girl. Um, what was he saying? 
What was I saying before the coronavirus? Uh, that Instagram is is like pageantry. So it is, is right. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it all amounts to what you put out ex- from your exterior, not what you're doing technically, but a photograph of you or like a, a face tune or what. It's just yeah. Does it matter? Does it matter? Does the quality of, of of your interactions with people like go up or down with like down when you're thinking about how you look or like yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know. I met some great people. I never even thought twice about how they looked. Or they look beautiful. I don't even know how the fuck they look mm-hmm. because of the interactions we had. I don't know. I think a big thing we for, all- for Instagram, so like all that social shit, is it's all it's a lot of actually making money. You know, with like brands yes. and stuff like that. That's they true, sponsor man. them for this I don't know thing. anything about that. A, a face is going to sell anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's very true. That's very true. So that's, I think, a whole, a big amount of it. Like if you get enough likes and follows, then you yeah. will become a business one day. Yeah. You become your own entity. Thing. And we're, look at we're on the pod. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. So one thing I wanted to know about you guys, you guys are both, everyone in the room, mm. you all are two people. You're both married. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about marriage. I don't want to get away from, just so I remind myself. I don't want to get That's away cool, from, dude. um, I'm not, I'm not cutting you off. I'm cool. just, I'm just putting a, a bookmark in this, <laughs> putting a bookmark in this. I want to talk about the, um, getting away from social media thing. Anyway, dude, I'm not, I, I said I'm not getting away from it. I'm not. I just wanted to remember. I just wanted to remind myself. Now we have a guideline. I'm going to write it on my head. Oh. <laughs> Was there another sentiment that you wanted to express no, dude, about say it. it? Well, you're, you're off of it. Mm-hmm. You haven't, like you've. You've been away from it for how long? How long have you been? Well, let's get honest. Social media sober for five, almost six years ago. Everything revolves around when, when Adam and I. Let's broke get up. honest. I love this. I uh, was codependent. Am codependent. Working on it. Um, <laughs> but when Adam and I were broken up, I got off social media because I obviously didn't want to see anything that he was posting and that was six years ago got you wow. right so i deactivated my facebook but it was still there i deactivated my instagram but it was still there right and so i i spent a good few years like not looking at anything yeah and then as time passed i got nosy mm. that's <laughs> the know, worst I wanted feeling to dude no that nosy i wanted I to know but i didn't want anybody else to know i wanted to know so i would get on there and i would scroll 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 mm. look 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 yep. not like anything god forbid i like anything <laughs> they'll it. see me they'll see me i'm caught <laughs> you ever accidentally like something and you're <laughs> oh, like, oh yes oh. dude the fear just like just like oh, no, i'm like how do i remove instant it? sweat yeah. i'm pretty sure like i've done that <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah, like, so Adam uh, was like actually off and he was like, you're not really off. Why don't you just get back on there? And so Adam and I thought it might be career advantageous to get on and to post work and yep. yada, yada, yada. Quickly found out that is not true because I don't think the medium in which we are expressing ourselves translates on Instagram. If you're a photographer, yes. Mm. If you're a YouTuber doing stories, sure. Uh-huh. Um, if you're an actor, I have found no shade to anyone in my own personal um, approach. It loses its value. Yeah. It's not, the phone is not the medium. Mm-hmm. The screen is the, in a theater, yeah. the cinema, yeah. the, the stage. Yeah. That is where it is meant to be seen and experienced. Not when you're flipping through and like watching something small yeah, you're watching a puppy video and then all of a sudden a, a real pops up or some or yeah, scene where or you're like really giving of yourself it's tough yeah yeah yeah. you yeah, know yeah. and yeah, i, I just don't think that 
we saw over time it just didn't for us read mm-hmm. and i was like this is not how we're going to to get further could we mm. if we made it our whole entire uh, modus operandi sure yeah do we want to do that and be in our phone all the time no yeah, yeah. so we got off we deactivated but I got nosy. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm still going to look at it, bro. You know, I'm just going to like see what people are up to. What do you think that is? Just curiosity? Yeah. Just, um, just genuine curiosity? Sheer curiosity. And also I um, had a mainstream line of comparison God. and saying, where do I fit? Oh, that's and there's, huge. there's this thing called the pain body that Eckhart Tolle talks about that I read uh, when Adam and I were broken up. <laughs> hilarious um i read this thing called um a book by eckhart tolle um the power of now and it was actually really super helpful but he talks about this thing that i really identified with called the pain body and it's that masochistic thing where you know it's gonna feel bad oh but you do it like an itch that you know you know it's gonna get infected but you're like oh i gotta scratch that and so i really really delved deep into the pain body and so anything that i was insecure about I wanted to look at mm. anything I had fears about. I wanted to I engage to with. It, yeah. And so that ultimately brought me a lot of despair, a lot of sadness, a lot of insecurity doubled of what I already had. And also just the career thing. It mm-hmm. could even go for somebody I didn't know, right. but like um, a, a young actress who made it, who nobody knew before. And I'm like, why is that not me? What what does she have that I don't have? And it's like, oh, well, she probably did A, B, and C, and you have no idea. And it's totally out of context. But then I am making that the reason why I'm so upset when I don't even know the full story. So I found that a very unhealthy process for me. And so as of late, I have um, entered into a program of recovery of sorts um, for media addiction. Um, and you know, I'm going through the steps and I mean, it's scary to talk about, um, in a public forum, but I think it's important, um, because Mm. I don't think that people look at, uh, social media and tech and movies and TV as an addiction. But for me, it was, I was using it as a mode of escaping my life and the pain of everyday life so that I, uh, didn't have to live in reality. Mm in any moment that I wasn't engaged with friends. and But see, I was still functioning completely. I'm going to work, I'm making the money. I'm doing artistic stuff. Not really, that's what was hurting the most, yeah, was the artistic yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm having beautiful relationships. Like our friendship, you didn't feel like it. When we were together, I was present, I was here with totally, you. Right? Totally, You would never totally. know that when I go home, it's like I must be consumed in some sort of media yeah. um, until I fall asleep to function right right but since i was doing all the things of life that that i'm not you know a heroin addict i'm not an alcoholic where people are like we need to take her to rehab it's overlooked yes but the 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 way in which i'm using it is the same it doesn't have the same physical toll but it has the same spiritual toll right 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 Right? my spirit was in a very dark place and you know adam and i talked about it and it's like you know got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. It's not a game. It's not playtime. It's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if this helps somebody out there, cause I, I looked up some meetings, there are no meetings in Manhattan mm-hmm. for media addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I found one phone meeting with four women oh, wow. who didn't have any sponsors, who didn't have any real help, who weren't going through the steps. And, uh, Ooh, I just realized how scary this is to talk about. 
but I feel like it's important because I don't feel like people are talking about it yeah. um, much. But like it was really difficult, and yeah. I'm really still early in this, and um, it's scary and it's hard. But I feel like it's important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And like I, what I've happened, what has happened through it. And just this small amount of time um, that I've been doing it, my roommate is like, wow, I didn't realize how checked out you were when you're at home. Cause I'm like eating, go in my room, watch stuff if Adam's not there. Mm. You know, and she's like, wow, you're so, you're present, you're alive. And yeah. like I went to the grocery store at nine o'clock. She's like, I can't believe you're going to the grocery store right now. It's just like the small things yeah, that, yeah. that get by as long as you're surviving. Right. And it became my mode of survival. So wow. it was wow. like time to really get serious about it. And um, oof, sorry. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. I'm just, I wasn't gonna talk about yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you're not really supposed to talk about like recovery in that, like in a public forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like this is something that. We could cut anything that, too. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Free. And we might have to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. But okay. um, but I feel like also a lot of people feel the way I do, but nobody's talking about it. Like binging is a thing that is cool. It's like this is a binge-worthy yep. show. You know, I threw mine. Sorry. And um, so so people, you know, that's why they put whole seasons of shows because we can no longer yeah. wait a week. Yeah. What does that say about humanity right now? Yeah, you yes. can't wait a week for a show. Yes, yeah. yes. It's yes. only getting worse and moving forward. Dude, I caught The Outsiders on HBO and I was like, oh, we gotta wait a, a fucking week to see the next yep. episode. I'm like, what? I mean, what are we used to? We just getting yep. fucking spoon fed an entire yep. thing. Otherwise, I don't want right. it. And then you look at TikTok, like at the last part of when, before I started like really working on getting rid of this problem, I had downloaded TikTok, which is like for 14 year olds. And it's these like, I, I, I still don't understand up. this thing. You swipe My, up. And, I mean, he's probably got TikTok. I just started you? like oh, making them. Bro, 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 bro. Yes. Yo, follow, follow me. I love My how boy. like he knows I'm like going through something emotional. He's being so calm. And like yeah, just with me. He knows, yeah. He knows it. Um, He's a sensitive dude. Yeah, I can feel Sorry, it. Yeah. Like, that's why animals are such good therapy. And that's why I want a dog too. I'm like, I want to take care of something that's, you know, not just myself. And But anyway, like TikTok, it's I downloaded so it because I was like, I just want to see what's going on. And it's this steady stream of videos that are absolutely meaningless. <laughs> And it's like 14 year old girls dressed very provocatively and uh, like doing is it dances. That? Is it all that? And like there's comedy. A good there's a good amount of that, there's yo. A amount there's of that, a good yeah. amount of that. It, it, it just never, it, I didn't, I haven't gone on it yet, but like it's not. Just, I think it's better. I hasn't think it's, drawn me. You can live with that. Yeah, I think I'll be okay with that. It's, I think that's the, 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 like the sentence for social media. You can live with it. <laughs> you you know? can live without it. Well, what, without what Adam and I broke it down with is like, what is your intention for what you're doing right now because that is going to tell you everything so i had to write down like every youtuber and every show that i watch Mm -hmm. and my intent for watching that and i would say about 85 percent of it was to escape Uh, right yes because i've gotten to a point in my life where it hurt my artistry so much right like my um because I'm not engaging with art when I'm escaping. Right. Because that just reminds me about what I'm not doing. Yeah. I'm engaging with YouTubers who are, and there are some amazing YouTubers. I'm not putting YouTubers down. Yeah. I think there's some amazing ones. But I'm watching people who I don't know live their daily lives for no purpose. Yeah. And then I get addicted because I'm like, 
the next week they're going to upload this. Yeah. Literally going to Target with their baby. Why am I watching this? Well, is it a form of like hanging out with? Is it a form of like... You know, it feels like you're what they're doing is trying to breed connection with their audience. Right. And they do, and they tie it in, and you're, you're watching a real-life drama. Right. And some of these people it's are creating... It's reality TV. It's reality TV, exactly. That Only like on a more me, personal dude. level. Yeah. Even more personal level, because they're engaging with their audience. They're like, I wanted to tell you this. Yeah. Right? That and so, Floor Bama Shore shit, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-mm. It gets me, dude. I don't know. I think reality mm-hmm. TV deal. I'm sorry to mm-hmm. cut you off. No, but. no. It's the same... It's the same symptom of the uh, crisis that we're having right now where we don't have enough. It's unfillable. Yes. We need more. Yes. We need it quicker. Yes. We need it to hit quicker and faster and more and more. Yes. And it goes, quality goes from here to zero, yeah. below zero, yeah. negative zero. And then if you're engaging with that every day, it's like what you're eating, what you're putting in your body. Right. I'm putting that in my spirit. Right. So my spirit was at base level. How am I supposed to give of myself with my spirit like that? Yeah. You cannot transmit what you do not have. Yeah. I had nothing to give. And that's why when you asked me to do this podcast months ago, I said, no, I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Now I have a lot to say. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hard and it's painful and it's exposing and it's scary. But it's my story and it's important and I do have something to give. And every day that I'm not engaging with this stuff, I'm realizing more and more of what I really have. Yes. You know? Yes. (laughs) I'm so There we go. Yes, dude. I think it's so wild that from the beginning of like, like cinema and like anything, photography, like with anything with cameras, it all started with people like, wow, we can like record these things. Let's make these stories start doing this everyone's yeah. trying to be creative do something that's like wow we can do all these crazy things and we've gotten to the point where we're literally watching like just it's like life and like fake life yeah yes. man it's like what why dude like how do we get to this point where we don't we don't want to go into these stories anymore there's like meaningful things we're like we just want to sit down and watch like some people argue about some like scripted shit yes dude yeah there was a documentary i was watching lena's like why are you watching this it was called, I think Dalia was talking about it. It's called Jawline. Have you heard of it? No. It's a documentary about a young kid. He's like 16 years old. And it's all about this TikTok like uh, type of thing where he would go on this this thing called You Now. It's a program. When are you fucking? <laughs> you got this program. program I just want to add, I can't cross my legs. My legs. <laughs> so sorry, I can't cross them. <laughs> um but he was going on this thing called You Now. And he's in like from the South in like a very, very small town. And he wanted to be famous. He wanted to have like some kind of fame. So he'd go on this, this thing, this website called You Now. 500 followers. And he would, well, he would broadcast a live video yeah. of himself every day to his followers or whatever. And the whole point of the story is like showing how these young dudes, their whole purpose is to be very, very pretty and to look a certain way and to broadcast their lives and tell jokes and be silly and funny and flirtatious with women or like young girls and then say like, oh, I'll be at the uh, Kingston Mall at 5 p.m. I'll see you there. And then like, you know, 10 girls show up and and they all take pictures and they give hugs and they ma- they make these fake poses with each other and then they separate. And, and the, the girls are talking about, I feel like they're very, the documentary was talking about how like they're, they're not the most popular girls in the school. They're the ones that don't have many friends and whatever, but they feel connected to these boys. They feel like they are seen by these boys who are just 
kind of exchanging with them because they want to have followers yeah. and, and they want to grow. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're posing and they're kissing and they're hugging and they're all this shit. And it was just the weirdest. Like, I'm like, how did our culture get here, dude? Mm-hmm. My great grandfather's in World War II, dog. Like, how is it now when you're a boy, instead of like playing stickball, you're trying to be mm-hmm. on you now and like Slow take and pictures steady. at the mall with your fans, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's a whole culture. Mm-hmm. And it's real. It's happening now, dude. That documentary blew my mind. It's called Jawline. Jawline. It's weird. It's on Hulu because it's about these kids trying to. Yeah, it's important to them. It's weird, man. It's a weird thing. (laughs) It's a weird thing. It's a segmented and alternate humanity. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I really relate it to um, when I studied abroad in uh, Japan. I had to. I took a class on like just like culture studies and stuff, and I had to do it on one culture and i picked like korea and over there like the main export is like entertainment entertainment yeah you know yeah and with like k-pop and like the whole mm-hmm. you can go into you know hours of talking about how terrible mm-hmm. like they have these schools that like breed these like children everyone looks the same they there all are go. supposed to look a certain way act a certain mm-hmm. way or else like their fans will hate them or like mm-hmm. shun them and there's like really bad shit these people how, like, wait, kill how themselves young do they start how young do they start in those like, schools like I'm pretty sure they have like kindergarten kind of shit. Are you kidding yeah. me? From like ch- child, child. Dude, I want to learn about that. It's crazy. I'm sure there's documentaries and stuff. But uh, that's what I thought about with that. It's like these, like, they're just normal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, they, and they, they're thrown into this by like their families or by themselves because people push them to be like, you got to be something. That's like one thing when you're a kid, it's like, you know, be an idol. You know what I mean? And all these pe- kids look up to you and everything. Yeah. And like, if you're a girl, you can't have like any girl, any boyfriend or anything. If you have one, you're done. You know, like your whole career is over. Whoa. So they grow up not having any relationships like that, stuff like that. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's scary. Yeah. It is scary. I feel like that's about, like, similar to what you're talking totally, about with those kids, totally, right? Totally, They have to live like a certain way. Otherwise, yeah. like he didn't post for a week or yeah. something. His followers started going down and he got depressed. He's 16. Yeah. He's worried about this. Shouldn't be worrying about that. Yeah, it was just weird, man. I don't know. And the, and you're so young, so yeah. like it's it's it, I think when you're if 16, that's all you know, yeah, man. How else are you gonna like be satisfied? with I life? know, bro. That I know. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I started out in pageants, right? Right. Oh, Which yes. was its own set of scoring, its own set of likes. Right. And I didn't go very far because I um, didn't have the right family. I didn't have enough money. And I would always get first runner up and never the winner. And like my, the person who was pageant coaching me um, was also pageant coaching the other girls who were winning and they had more money. And like, it was all a system, right? And I don't know how the pageant system is now. And I did get things from it, like interviewing skills. Uh. And I met all kinds of people from all over and like the relationships that I had, I had some really good relationships. I'm not saying it's evil and I'm not saying it's bad. And now like there are scholarships and like different things, like whatever, do you, do you, do your thing. but it started, you know, there, like, I think there's always been a system of how do we, uh, receive love. Right. Right. And now we're, we're receiving love on a morphine drip, which is what people are put on, on their deathbed. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. So a- <laughs> yes. Damn. That's some real shit. Fuck. Dude, that was wild. Man. Dude. <laughs> Damn. I know. Put me to a stop. I know. I'm in awe of what you just said. I just How we receive me. love. And it's through a morphine drip now. Mm-hmm. It's unfillable, right? And that's why, for me, I think you have to have some sort of higher power, mm-hmm. something outside of yourself to re- 
the and outside of worldly things like other people to um have your worth and your your ultimate unconditional love right Hmm. from Mm -hmm. i couldn't agree more you you brought that into my life in a major way when you know you would talk about that and and calling you know you put we all do it at some point i feel like but you, you you become passionate about a thing and then it becomes your whole world and like no one tells you like don't be excited about like being the best uh producer in the world like that's something to get excited about and really pursue and go after yeah. if you if you love it but then if it becomes what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast the only thing that will fulfill you is if other people say to you you are the greatest in the world and if you never receive that from one to everyone then you, your life isn't a, a good one like you're not proud of yourself you're not content with what you have and who you are it's a what you would say all the time is that it's a god-sized hole mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways i set myself up with like these little things that were god-sized holes and i was like if i don't get if i get abc then then i got it figured out mm-hmm. then and i'm glad like now i get to like dissect what those things mean to me and like it'd be beautiful to have those things in my life but it doesn't dictate that i have a beautiful life or not yeah right that's 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 something that out it's outside of me yeah it's an unconditional ultimate love yes. that we are trying to fill yes. with our morphine drip yes. right that yes. runs out and then ends up killing us yes right yes it's something outside that and if it's not god for you you know it, could, it is whatever you need totally, it to be for you totally. it just can't come from worldly things you I, know I it has think, to be yeah. a higher power yeah. outside of yeah. that yes um i think it's it can't just, be a person it can't be no because people die yes people make mistakes yes, yes. um projects crash I don't make and burn mistakes. you can put your whole soul into a project <laughs> don't make mistakes. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know everything is fallible yeah and if you put your hope in something fallible you are looking to ultimately and continually and forever be disappointed yeah. by those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then you continue that. What are you left with? Yeah, yes. I was I, I was thinking about this Jimmy Stewart biography and why I was like so I, I I was journaling about it today. I'm like, why am I why am I so grateful for why did I enjoy this experience of going through this man's life, like getting walked through mm-hmm. his life? And I I mean pull up what I wrote real quick. But it, it came back to like because I'm obsessed with these biographies of people's lives, like yeah. people that have gone before me have lived mm-hmm. and they've gone mm-hmm. and they're no longer here, but like they've, they've shared something. They've shared their life with us in a way, mm-hmm. right? It could be this Kobe thing too. It relates to, but yeah. And then we're going to talk about marriage. Yes. And then we're going to get on to marriage. Oh yeah. I forgot <laughs> sorry, about sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we went into a hard um, segue, dude. Yeah. Hard <laughs> segue. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> so I said, I feel like Jimmy found something to live for, uh, a purpose with his work in in his one life and i'm so grateful uh that he found it on his journey and that he shared it with me because mm. you know i don't know if i found mine yet like i was and i feel like i have in in, in some ways but like I'm, i still got a lot of work to do you know yeah i'm not quite sold on like uh what if you don't get to act for you know a career for your life and provide and, and share your work with as many people as possible because you want them to feel less alone I know that's in my purpose, in my in my DNA right now, in my in the fabric of my being. But if I don't get it, it's gonna be some. Lot, there's a lot of hurt on the other side of that. Yeah. You know, I don't know who I'll be after if, if if I don't. And I I think that's why I work so hard. I think that's why you're always like you. You know, I always see you. You always do a thing even if you're afraid, 
doesn't really matter about your feelings. It's because like I can't not. I can't put myself in a position not to do that because mm-hmm. I'm afraid of like the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So I need to explore that and, and 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 just to go through a man's life, like for him to share those little stories and yeah. you know his failures, you know he, his loves, his losses, the things he learned on the other side of them. I'm not 50 yet, but he was. And he had these, you know, places. And at 50, he realized at 30, he was making mistakes at 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was man enough to admit it in this biography. Yeah. And like, it's cool. It's just cool that he shared that with me in a weird cosmic, I say, divine way. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, like, like biographies and stuff like that are, they give you like little pieces to kind of like to figure out an answer. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's your own, right? Yeah. It's everybody's yeah, own like Whatever thing. you take. Yeah. You and I can read the same thing and yeah. we, from a biography of a person's life mm. and you'll get something different than yeah. I did from that. The from knowledge that of a whole person's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. The wisdom comes from the elders. They've been there. Oh, yeah. Right? Not from our own selves. It's cool that we can we can check in on those elders mm-hmm. through, through books and through story and like biography mm-hmm. specifically. It's a life lived already and it, it's getting passed to us and their whatever their opinions were on things and the, their losses and wins and all that shit i just get so much from it i'm like oh i'm gonna be fine it's a library of shared stories yeah 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 all right Mikey. all right michael marriage oh. <laughs> uh, i just want to know i just want to know what's um a good thing you've gotten from marriage nothing <laughs> <laughs> Not a damn thing. (laughs) Go ahead, KB. Oh, you want to give me the floor first? You got the floor, girl. I just feel like marriage is very like that's a broad weird subject right now. It's a with like with like um this generation and like future generations. I feel like marriage isn't going to be that common anymore. Could be, yeah. I have something to say about that. That's what I'm saying. Ready? Because y'all some faithful people. I don't want to offend anybody. I want to know what you think. Well, here's the thing. Adam and I had a conversation the other day, and just because I'm vegan doesn't mean I'm going <laughs> to judge you if you're not. Just because I live my life one way and I have a belief that I have doesn't mean that I'm going to judge you one little bit for what you believe. I learned that from my grandmother. She's one of the strongest, you know, amazing Christian women I've ever met, and her daughter isn't. And they have one of the strongest relationships because she listens and she loves without judgment. And so I just want to put that out there because in this, in this climate, I get scared to say things, but I'm never going to be scared to say I'm a Christian, number one, because that is the most important thing. And if you don't like it, that's your problem, not mine, mm. because I don't care what you believe. Turn I'm off here the channel. No matter what. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there first before I say this, because yes. I do not judge you. I do. I'm here for you no matter yes. what. I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I want that to be said. Just because I live a certain way doesn't mean I'm against the way you live. Yo. At all. I love at that. All. My best friend is an atheist. I mean, it, my very best, my sister is an atheist. Can can we say this? It's at this point, is it common sense? Can I, can I, is it, is it common sense in this world that we live in right now? That if I am doing a thing a certain way that I believe is right for me and works for me, that isn't hurting anybody. Is it okay? Is that all right? Can no, we be, it's can, not. Can we come People are the, making sure that it's not okay. Well, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I fucking love you, dude. Right. I love you. You're my brother. You're my sister. We're friends. I don't hate you. I'm not looking down on you. You're not less than me in any way. Mm. We're all different. We all believe different shit. Right. 
We don't have to believe the same thing on everything for me to love you as a human being. And I think it's common right. sense right. that if we don't link up on the same, it's like fucking, it's like, it's like a team. I love the Mavs. Okay. I love the Bulls. Can't fuck with you. What? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I can't but tell you how many okay times I tell someone I'm a vegan and I start getting attacked. Yeah. <laughs> because they think that it is some sort of judgment on what they're doing with their lives. And I really am not. I'm like, dude, if you let me eat what I want to eat, you can eat whatever you want to eat. I You're don't You're not care. trying to convert anybody. No. And I feel like today it's like once you have a set of beliefs, you are then put into a segment of, well... I must then also believe A, B, C, D. Do not tell me who I am and what I believe because you heard a snippet yeah, of what yeah, I said. Yeah, Do yeah. not tell me. Whoa, bang. I, I'm just, it's, it's breeding more hate and more right. divisiveness. You're right. I love everyone. I mean, there's a lot of people I don't like, but it's not because of what you believe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? And so yes. anyway, I just want to say that because on marriage, yes. poor Mikey, these segues are hard. That's no, fine. But like, I, it wouldn't happen if I didn't feel like I needed to say that because I didn't feel like later on in my career, 10 years from now, they're going to take a snippet from this podcast and say, this person believes this thing, therefore they are bad. And I think that that is a culture that we live in and we have to be careful for that. Yeah. And I want people to really know what I'm saying and yes. not to be extrapolated and taken into something else. Yeah. I'm very passionate passionate about that yep. um but in marriage i feel like marriage is something that is getting lost because we are finding new ways to deal with the fact that monogamous relationships are difficult because of human desire and human will that then creates other kinds of relationships to help and avoid certain pains that might come with being monogamous oh damn that was can you Concise. walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. So, and in a, you can use an example that's not personal, like a like a Mary and and, and Joseph. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so most biblical names I can think of. And I, I think every relationship is so individual. Yeah, um, yes. And a relationship yes. is a whole ecosystem that absolutely no one else can understand unless you are in that relationship. Mm. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But something that Adam and I were talking about is that the way in which open relationships are so abundant now and the way in um, polyamory and the more love that we can have and, and all these different kinds of ways of going away from monogamy mm. could have something to do with it's really, really difficult to be with just one person. And when your whole hopes and stakes are on just one person, that has such a multitude of pain that you can encounter totally. versus when you're in a relationship that's open, then you can act on those desires and you can love so many people at once and it's more love and less pain. Less pain. And I'm not going to pretend to talk about those relationships as if I know what that is because I've only been totally. a monogamous totally. person. But speaking from the other, and I would love to have, and I have had conversations with people who are polyamorous and I'm like, dude, bless your heart. Cause yeah. like, I couldn't do it. I would be crazy. I'd be like, Adam, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> um, but we, we, it's just not for us, but yeah. for other people, like they, they thrive in those kinds of relationships, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, and that's a beautiful thing for them. Mm. But I, I feel like maybe it was born out of the, uh, wealth of pain that you can have just being with one person. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like there's truth to that. I feel like there's some kind of truth to that. I mean, I'm I not getting massacred for that, but it's just I, something I, that I've thought about. And, I don't know shit, yeah. but it sounds like, pretty, I want to, uh, I want to throw true. in like, I feel like 
there are these new anxieties that come with like technology and stuff yeah yeah you know what i mean like with like social media and being able to like see people liking this or that and Uh like just like thinking about other people like in relationships if someone like you know even when you're on the street and someone's like you know hits on your girl you're like oh dude what the fuck you know what i mean totally same thing online you know what i mean you feel that same thing and i feel like if you're online it's like 10 times more it could be you know yeah. what i mean yeah 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 depending on how many people like follow or like stuff like that yeah and i feel like this makes you insecure and like you can't deal with it face to face yeah so like you're just gonna be in your head yeah mm-hmm. i think i think if you don't have good communication with yeah. the one person you're with yeah that could be a huge fucking problem huge problem i know i know a lot of people that struggle yeah. with social media and they're one person and it's because i think i don't know but I think it's because like you're not communicating your fears about other people coming yeah. into their life, or like, are you? Do you love me? Actually, yeah. is there? Are we really in this for the long yeah. haul? Or like, because I think I think in in marriage and like you know serious relationships stuff, there's there is ups and downs. You know what I mean? But I think yeah. I'm saying like adding that social media like aspect mm-hmm. on top oh, when sometimes sh- yeah. you can't mm-hmm. talk. Well, well, back back fucking eighty years. There's yeah. no. There's none of that yeah. shit. There's the people you knew, yeah, and your one love, right? But the desire to cheat is inherent. Always been there. The desire to cheat is inherent in men and in women. Yeah. Yes. The desire to—it's a procreation thing, right? Be loved like a, and be attracted oh, totally, to. Totally. And also the the you know and males and females have different ways in which they f- try to find that. Right. But it's a human issue. Yes. That it always been. It's another way of getting worth you know are you falling asleep no i'm just like i'm, I'm trying to get a little stretching, <laughs> stretching. <laughs> i'm dying i'm sorry talking about serious shit dude no no no, no. Yeah. i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening mike's like For sure i'm listening yo this is an hour and a half yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm hurting i'm hurting i'm listening okay, okay i agree I'm sorry. um but I, I feel like we don't want to feel the pain of we don't want to feel pain, period. Yeah. And yeah. there are many, 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 many new ways every day that says, this will take your pain away. Yeah. This will feel better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Let's try this. Yeah. And it's, I feel like just trying to, you know, always squirm away from whatever pain you could have. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that those relationships are, that's what you're doing. I'm just saying like, I feel like for me, like if I was to do that, it would cause me more pain. So yeah. I'm monogamous. Yes. Because for me, that would cause more pain. Gotcha. But for other people who don't have the same jealousy issues as I do, it works better for them. Right. Because they aren't, you know, tailored to one type of sexual relationship yeah. or one type of um, gender. Like they can be fluid in that way. Right. Um, so it works better for them. Right. And, you know, but I choose that because... I, I couldn't handle him being with anyone else. Wow. Wow. I can't even handle him being attracted to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a difficult thing, yeah. right? Because that's the person that loves me. Yeah. Right. And if that attention is diverted, then immediately it is, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not enough. But that's putting all of what I need to get love from on one person, That's right. which is unhealthy. Right. 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 Because right. that he is not possible, can't possibly give me all the love that I need. He cannot feel it that. is impossible. Yes. Right. And if you're using a relationship like that, it's going to dry up like a prune. Yes. It's going to drop. It's going to rot. And you it's going to be over. You heard? Yeah. Heard. Take this in. Because I've, I've done that. We, we broke up four times before we got married. Damn. Because Damn. I was trying to reap 
all of the love that I needed from having someone I respected, was attracted to, and loved, love me back, right? A relationship can't survive like that, right? Mm-hmm. Shoot, dude, I gotta change my whole. Want to know about marriage, dude? <laughs> but you but he, he said, "What is one thing marriage, you know, gave?" I was just you? thinking, like, oh. you know, you guys give back scratches. And... <laughs> you got nice Katie time. in front of you. Yeah. It's gonna be like, let's <laughs> drill a hole to the center of the earth. No, I like that. You know, I, like I, that. I just, I can't. I, I just, yeah, gotta go all the way to the. No, I like that. You know, and it's that, and it's a whole thing where, like, when I was brought up. Um, where I was brought up, I had to live a certain way. I had to say certain things. And when I moved to New York and I realized everyone was living their own lives unbeknownst to what, um, the person on on the street thinks like the person on the street is like my aunt, my uncle, my cousin's cousin, my, uh, you know, we know everybody. It's a town of 2000 people. So my whole life a, was a pageantry. That's a high school. That's like, yeah. Yeah. This, that was my whole entire ecosystem. We had, crazy. I had to drive 30 minutes to go to Walmart. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a town that's basically a Petri dish where everybody is looking at everyone. Yeah. And then I moved to this kind of city and I was able to be myself or find out who I was for the first yes. time. Like, I feel like I'm just now really in the past few years being fully myself and it's so scary like this right here and what i have expressed here is the most scared i've ever been (laughs) really because it's the most myself i've ever put on such a public okay yes forum yes right but if i'm doing that in my life and i want to give of myself in my art which is you know what we're talking about here yeah i can't give of that if i'm lying about who i am every day bang Right? Yes. Yes. For sure. And I'm interested in giving of myself so that others can give of themselves. That's why I said I want to be remembered for someone who could be comfortable around, you know, who everyone felt at home around. And if I'm not doing that myself, I'm not going to provide that. Yeah. So you got to step out of your comfort zone. You got to be willing for people to criticize you and say that you're wrong. You have to. Because it's going to happen. Yes. It, no, whether I, you I like it, it or we not. We haven't even posted this yet, and I feel it. I'm like, there's going to be a post about me. But you know what? I'm I'm done <laughs> I dare making you. myself I dare smaller to, to make other people feel more comfortable. Yes, like, I'm done dude. with that. I am who I am. You and should. if I'm not this, then in my art, I'm a liar. And I don't want to lie anymore. I want to be real and truthful and give of myself. That's the only way. That's the only way, Katie. Otherwise, what? You fucking you put something out and you 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 held back on the on your truth. weren't able to express who you were, and nobody else who is like, oh, cool, Katie's cool, is there with you when you're alone and looking at yourself and saying, I wasn't able to be myself totally. And then it's like a cycle and a habit, and it grows and it grows and grows. You ripped that out, and you, you were honest today. You shared with us, and I don't give a shit what anyone says about you after that. You were honest. That's that's. Yeah. That's the thing that people are going to take away from this. And people are going to say, I relate or I don't. I agree or I do not. Either way, you got something from this podcast today. Just by sharing and being honest with yourself yeah. and us in this room. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it's honorable. Another level of connection. And I'm much more interested in this kind of connection than I am getting on any soapbox about any political, social. I'm with you. You know, uh, that, that soapbox, you're standing up there alone. Mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation. I want to have a connection. And mm-hmm. if you're not down for that, then that's fine. 
That's yeah. okay. It's okay. Still that means you. you're just not the person I'm going to sit and have a conversation with. All good. With. All good. You know? I'm with you. Um, one thing about marriage that I take away from, can I say that? We don't need your opinion. I'm saying it. Well, I'm saying it. <laughs> please say it. Please. Nah, nah. I'm saying no, it. Nah, nah. Just forget it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I. Now look, be careful. I'm. Well, mm. Can I talk? <laughs> the thing that I'm taking and I'm, I'm taking away from so far about my marriage is that, like, I have a partner who is a friend and like a lover and a, and a caretaker and a like in-house comedian (laughs) all wrapped into like one beautiful package for me every day like when i wake up it's like she's there when i go to sleep she's there when i'm like at my weakest she's there when i'm at a really strong point she's there and it's just it's 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 as if it's just i can't i'm i'm when I stop and think about it, I'm like, oh, I always wanted this. And now I have this. And it feels so, uh, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Because we're talking about. <laughs> but I do feel that in a major way that I have a partner that's like brings out truly in this cheese ball. But she made me better than I was. Mm. She made me grow in a huge way that I never would have done otherwise. You would have met a different man. Yeah. Totally. If it wasn't for Alina. So. Yeah, she she shifts my focus. She she makes me like more uh, level headed and clear. She's a bit of like a compass in my life, and so that's a reason like I'm hyped that I like married a cool ass person that's like made me better. Mm-hmm. You know, straight I feel up. that same way. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. that same way. Adam and I always find um, things about each other that are uh, gasoline and uh, what is it? Oil and fire. What is it? gasoline and matches water and electricity water and electricity so and a lot of times it would make us think we're not compatible yeah but we find that it's those things that had we not been together we would have never healed in ourselves Uh uh-huh uh-huh yes right yes a true partnership yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) that's my takeaway Mm -hmm. that's beautiful Yours too. Thanks, man. It's hard. It's, it's hard, hard work. out there, though. It's a really difficult thing yeah. to commit your life to being with one person. And to feel yeah. good about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. These hyenas back here fucking cackling. <laughs> maybe in five years, maybe in like five years, I'll be able to chime in on that. Yeah. Because one day I want to get married. You're going to, bro. Oh, and you sure. guys are like my, my role models. Oh, wow. Mikey. Wow. We don't it's know possible. nothing. possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we don't we're know We're eight months nothing. in. I get to see like what not to do, what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah. not to do, what to, <laughs> what to do. do. What not to do. You guys are better. <laughs> you guys are better. We win. <laughs> you guys win. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely. We got a puppy now. Mm-hmm. We got a puppy. Yeah, we oh. don't have a puppy. Though. Well, yeah. You guys are getting a puppy next week? Really? Yeah, it's yeah. happening. It's happening. Wow. They're gonna pop. Get ready. Get ready. Mm. It's happening. Katie, you're back in. Oh, <laughs> it really is her. I want a yard first. Okay. Fair. 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 Um, I want to talk real quick before we head out of here about the one year podcast. I want. I just want to say thank you to everyone that did come out. You guys came out. Yes. Um, it was one of the coolest things I've really been a part of. 
for 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 us to do this for 52 weeks for a year was crazy but like the craziest part was that we had people come out and support us and like express love and, yeah. and then say like hey you're doing something that's really cool and then like you know i i appreciate you for doing it and so it made me like feel like we're not we're not just shooting shit yeah we're, try, we're, we're trying to have honest conversations with each other and like we've grown so much from it and we've gotten closer because of it we've yeah. also brought in people who we, who've gotten closer to us because of it mm-hmm. and we've but, also done something where people who may not be speaking to us are feeling as well mm-hmm. so it was just cool thank you to everyone who did show up because you made my night and yeah, it, um, it feels like we have like a purpose and like a place totally like a yeah. home and it felt like a little tribe it felt like yeah. we have a, like we have mm-hmm. a set up tribe yeah. mm-hmm. and um you know courtney was wants to send us a book um so we got to get her an address yes um yeah i just it was just cool to meet people and like i don't know and just and talk to the people we love and we have a little unit that that believes in us and that is part of this just as much as we are and and i was thinking about whys why why make this thing and a real part of my intention for this thing was like i just really think there is so much in the people that we do know already that if we put some chairs and a table and some microphones and and we let them speak to us because i have these conversations with you all the time and you and adam and lena and like if we just get in a place where people can know the people we know (laughs) we can lift these people we can lift ourselves and these people can be lifted just in some way put out their story and, Mm -hmm. and i don't know we do that and and um I get so much from the, uh, the conversations we have in life, period. Mm-hmm. And for them not to be expressed to other people who who maybe didn't know they needed to hear but needed yeah. to on that specific mm-hmm. day or whatever, we're shifting things a bit in life. It's just weird. Yeah. Especially, it's, it's, it reminded me of Especially that. weird when, um, you know, like people can message you and stuff, but actually like being in person. Yes. And like seeing people's yes, faces. Dude. and like Yes, you know, like, giving oh hugs and, and really yeah. interacting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a special night, man. Dude, totally, totally. Felt good. Felt the love big time. So and thank I, you. And I feel like we're going to, I feel like in the future, we're going to be like, be, be able to connect more like that. Yeah. You know? I feel that too. I feel like that'd be a good like direction for us to go. Uh-huh. You know, just to, I don't know, like more face to face kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, of course. It was yeah. the f- most fun night. <laughs> yeah. Just love abounding. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. it was. Just pouring out of everywhere. It was. It was. And we were freezing. <laughs> Dude. It was the cold. I had holes in my jeans. Oh, me too. It was the coldest night of all time. And everyone was just so filled with joy yeah, to be there yeah, and listen to yeah. each other in the freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you got something. I wonder if anyone got sick. If anyone did, let me know. Because I didn't <laughs> I didn't get sick. I don't know anyone that did. And hopefully no one did. But, you know. Definitely, it, was, it was cool. Not a well-planned <laughs> thing. We could get a bit better at that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. We hey, did man. it, bro. That's it. Hey, that's it. Katie, 53. Katie, do you have anything, any question or just a throw in, quote, line? One thing you want to do this year. Mm. That's it. That's my question to you before we go. Well, I want, I want that for all of us. That question for all of okay. us. Okay. Let's round table it. Yeah. Let's okay. round table it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I guess I'll go first. Yeah, um, one thing first. I want to do <laughs> this year is I'm gonna really think about this because yeah. I usually get concerned about how much time I'm thinking can about I, it. Can but I throw one in while you think? Yes, please. I'm gonna write that feature script this year. One one draft of it, at least, very least. I'm gonna have a solid draft of that feature feature length script. Mm-hmm. I love that.
Well, I'm going to say the fucking puppy on her chest. I'm going to say that's the cutest. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to say I, I want to have a positive routine for myself in the morning. You know what I mean? Set up, I don't know, just have some sort of base that I could like, I don't know, improve. Set myself up for success. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going for. That's fair, dude. That works. Yeah. That's good. It's powerful. Yeah. We're waiting on you, Kate. Oh, you're no, waiting no, on No, no, no. There's no I way. I was just I'm letting kidding. that breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was letting it breathe. I, he was trying to like look into my soul for yeah, a second. Letting it breathe. Um, so when we did that AIM lecture, and then I sat down with Adam later, and I made it very specific. So I'm going to say the aim. Yes. Which mm. is to rely on God to be in service of others through creativity. Bang. That's what I want to do this year. Okay. Boom. Well, that's it. This is the You're wow. Here podcast. Close it out, Dave. Come on. Oh, I can't. That's your job, <laughs> man. I don't even know your, your Episode sequence. 53 of the podcast, Katie Barbary. It was a man. It was fun. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't so. get your love through through a heroin drip. What was a morphine drip? Morphine don't get your drip. love through there. That's 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 the Beautiful. takeaway. Dropping gems. Dropping gems. Realist podcast in the game because we didn't say it before. www.yourhairpodcast.co. You cannot afford the the M. M. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, YouTube with the video. Subscribe, like anything. If you have any questions, Instagram, Your Hair Podcast. Boom. I'm Mike. I'm signing out. I'm Dave. I love y'all. I'm Katie. I love y'all too. Mm.